Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, and mom walking the path right next to you as I am perfectly raised my own two teens. We are over 300 episodes and 1 million downloads strong over here. And I am so grateful to each and every one of you who listen in each week and find value in what I offer. You have put this show in the top 1% worldwide. And now I'm super excited. Now I get to say that Joyful Courage has merged. Joyful Courage is the adolescent brand of Sproutable, a whole new company. Well, it's an old company, but now together we are a new company and have become even more expansive and making a bigger impact on families by really reaching out and supporting parents of kids zero through 18 and beyond. We launched our brand new website last week, besproutable.com. Check it out. Joyful Courage is all about grit growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. I thought I was going to have my son on this week to talk about screen limits, but that didn't really work out. So today's show is a live coaching call. I invite you to listen for how grit shows up in my conversation with the guest. Thanks for being here. Hi, listeners. I am so excited. Today, I have a real parent on the show coming in, being vulnerable and willing to share her current challenge with me and open to getting some coaching around it. I am so thankful that you are willing to come on and talk to me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Yay. Well, let's just dive right in. So first, I want to get an idea of the household. So who lives in your household with you? So I have a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, and a husband. Okay. And a dog. Okay. Yes. And a husband. Okay. And I'm just taking some notes over here if you hear clicking listeners. So when you initially reached out and said yes, when I asked in the Facebook group for anyone who was willing to be recorded while getting some free coaching, I asked you, what are your current challenges? What do you want to focus on? And what the desired outcome to the challenge would be? And you responded this way. So you said, I would love to talk about eating body issues, and being constantly worried about my girls being overweight. My older one has ARFID, which I'm going to let you, we'll see if we need. Yeah. It's what you kind of explained to me is beyond pickiness, that it's really restricted eating. And then the younger one is picky, but will at least try some things and is more aware of healthy choices. So I have some follow-up questions. Yes. Because I am not, and I just want to say this too, to the world, I am not an expert on eating disorders and body image stuff, but I'm happy to hold space and to to kind of be in curiosity around this with you. So tell us a little bit like ARFID, is this, this is under the umbrella of eating disorder, right? Yes. Okay. It's called, they call it disordered eating now. So it's not. Okay. So it's a disordered eating issue. Yes. Yes. 
Educate me a little bit on it. Yeah. So basically the bottom line is you have a picky child and you sit with them at the dinner table and they cry, they cry, they cry. Eventually they will eat. Mm-hmm. A kid with ARFID would rather starve before actually taking a bite. So, yeah. So it's extreme. It's 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 pickiness, but to an extreme. So what is when people who are experts in this disordered eating, what do they find is getting in the child's way? What is it about? Um, it might be a texture thing. Okay. It might be a fear of um, trying something and not liking it. Uh, it just might be something she was born with. I have to say my husband is also very picky. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm the, I, I love food. I'm a foodie and I love, I will try anything. And I mm-hmm. love cooking different things. And I love to experience different foods but my husband, you know, he has a short list of things that he he likes and that's that's how he is. But he's not going to like if we're at a dinner out with friends and they serve salmon, he will suck it up and be polite and eat the salmon. Does mm-hmm. he like it? No. Will he eat it again on his own? No. But my daughter is she won't even try it. Okay. She doesn't care if she's being impolite, if there's anything else to eat for 24 hours. She is just not going to try it. Okay. Well, and relating to some of this, because my oldest is, it's a sensory thing for her. Like I made some beans and rice with salsa and avocado the other night. And it was so delicious. And I used cauliflower rice. And she said, mom, I think that that's going to be too many textures for me. Can I make something else? Right. So she does. It is a sensor part sensory thing. And I and I'm hearing you say too, like that uncertainty of what if I don't like it? I know my daughter has said to me like, well, if I try it and I don't like it, are you going to be upset about that? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in the past, I am like, I don't make gross food. Like, right. come on, right. this isn't gross, right. you know? So right. we've definitely right. created a dynamic in our household. And now, communi- you know, she knows enough to say, hey, mom, listen, I know you. Um, right. Yeah. So so there's the ARFID. And is there a body image piece inside of ARFID? Or is it really <sighs> around no, not really. for her? Okay. Not, not, no, no, no. In general. This is unrelated to how the kid or the person feels about their own body. Okay. So it's not like her looking in the mirror and saying, no, I'm not going to eat carbs today. You know, no, it's not related to the other disorders. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I asked your desired outcome, you said, I, what I want most is to be, is to accept their bodies, however they are. And accept that they're going to be who they are and that you can't control. I'm totally relating to the word control. Yes. Finding yes. ways to not body shame them and also helping them realize it's about health and well-being. And right. again, I'm sure that people are listening and relating because we want them to be healthy. And sometimes health is manifested in our external in how we look, right? Sometimes our bodies right. can show us whether or not it's healthy. And then 
It's so slippery, right? It's so slippery. So slippery. This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili tamale bowls and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus, there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Yeah. Well, and 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 we were on, we had her, she also has ADHD, so we had her on a medication mm-hmm. that was appetite suppressant. Okay. Oh, not useful. So until, until this summer. Okay. So this summer we realized there were other issues with the medication and we're like, we want to take a break from the medication. And that's when we realized that her appetite was really suppressed. Mm-hmm. So uh, she went into eating three times more or four times more, but of a limited food group. Mm-hmm. So it's basically carbs and sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So instead she'll have three bagels for breakfast with cream cheese. 
you know, she'll have um, a bowl of, uh, she'll have chips and then she'll have a bowl of pasta for lunch. And then at night she'll have rice because I, when I, when they were little, I took them to a dietitian and she said, you know, use the Ellen Sater approach, yeah, which, you know, I love and should work in most families. So mm-hmm. the way I serve dinner is I decompose the whole dinner. So let's say we are having a Mexican. Mm-hmm. So I will serve everything separately. Sure. So, that so each they get member, to choose. Yes. So each member in my family gets to say, I want a quesadilla. So I'm just going to have the tortilla with the cheese. Okay, great. I want to make a salad with the chicken. So I make a salad. My husband will make a burrito. So imagine doing most of dinners like that if it's mm-hmm. pasta if it and, and very limited so i don't start i know I, I my husband doesn't like fish so i won't cook fish you know very limited rotating like five different dinners sure, this is how sure. we have dinner well that's so, how i do dinner too because i'm not a very good cook so <laughs> I'm, I'm actually i feel like i am actually oh, a very good cook that must be so annoying for you <laughs> so frustrating so frustrating so frustrating but frustration aside she might and i always have something i know she she will eat. Yeah. So good. some nights, some nights it's just strawberries. Some nights she will take the tortilla and just eat the tortilla. Some nights she won't eat anything. So anyway, when she got off the appetite suppressant, then I started to realize, gosh, if this kid doesn't eat fruits, doesn't eat vegetables, doesn't eat protein, what's left? It's all the carbs. It's all the sugar. It's all that, all that awesome. And snacking, a lot of snacking bars, a lot of mm-hmm. um, protein bars, a lot of sn- chips, a lot of so a lot of processed food, nothing yeah, yeah. fresh, nothing fresh. So she started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. So when the weight started going on and I would make comments like, why don't you have an apple instead of having a second sandwich and then see how you feel? You're mm-hmm. calling me fat. Why mm-hmm. are you calling me fat? Are you body shaming me? Do you think I look fat? So it started that power dynamic where mm-hmm. I can't even I can't even suggest stuff to her. Yeah. So, you know, how does she growing. feel? How does she feel about her growing, changing <sighs> body? Well, I don't know. She doesn't. She 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 gets all dressed up in the morning. I think she feels beautiful from the amount of selfies she takes on Instagram. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> she spends, she could spend 24 hours just taking selfies. So I'm guessing she looks pretty confident in her body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely growing and she's definitely grown a size or two in the school year. Mm-hmm. So we've had to go out and buy another size pants mm-hmm. and she won't, she won't meant, she won't say anything. She won't, to me, she doesn't express like, I like, cause I keep referring to my issues when I was her age, I would get horrified if my jeans were a little too tight. I would never even think of the idea of going out and getting a bigger size. If I was a certain size, I would squeeze into those jeans, mm-hmm. right? No matter what. I don't see that. I don't, which is, I think it's healthy in a way, um, maybe healthier than how I grew up. Right. Yeah. But, but I I don't see that from her. So I don't think she's feeling like she's overweight or she's feeling when we go to the doctor, she doesn't like to look at her weight, Mm -hmm. but that's really the only time that has come up. Yeah. So this is, So I want to direct everyone. I did a podcast with a woman named Braca 
whose last name I can't remember in this moment, but I will make sure that this episode is in the show notes. And she talks about um, just how coming into adolescence, the first, like despite ADHD meds that are suppressing the appetite or diet, our girls, especially, well, not especially, our girls and boys, but we're talking about girls today, their bodies do change. And part of mm-hmm. their changes often is is some fluctuations in their weight. So I want to direct people to that conversation right. because it's a really healthy, awesome, useful conversation that I had with someone who's kind of steeped in the whole body image conversation, especially in adolescence. And it's Great. super layered, right? Like what I'm hearing you say, which I really appreciate is you know, you're really coming at this through the lens of your own experience. You're seeing your 14-year-old, you're remembering being 14. Yeah. You're you are experiencing your issues as a 14-year-old and we, you know, I'm sure we're probably close in age. We were raised in a different time, right? And the way yeah. that our parents interacted with us around or didn't interact with us around mm-hmm. our bodies and the messages we were getting you know, it's different than the messages that kids get today. And and some right. of the messages they're getting are kind of those old school, you have to look a certain way. But there's also a growing movement around like everybody is beautiful and body confidence. And I love being out in the world and seeing girls and boys of all shapes and sizes, you know, Crop tops aren't just for little teeny tiny skinny people. Like you get yeah. to, yeah, you get to own your space. And it does sound like, and I'm so I'm curious. You know, I'm also listening to you being unsure about how she feels. So you can mm-hmm. make guesses around, like, well, you know, based on how many selfies, like she's feeling pretty good about herself today. Yeah, you can make yeah. guesses. But what I really would encourage you to do is go to her and and first I would ask her like, well, I would identify, hey, we get into a lot of stuff around food, don't we? Like mm-hmm. name it and then yeah. ask her like, how does, how, what is your experience of it, right? Like, what do you notice? You know, it's, how do you feel about the food that I'm preparing, how I'm presenting it? Really, what you're doing is you want to understand, you want to be able to, as best as you can, see through her eyes. Okay, so you want to ask questions that are open-ended, that kind of nudge her to express to you. And and it might be really hard to hear, okay? Because she might yeah. say like, yeah, you're a nightmare. And I wish you'd just leave me alone or you have issues and you're putting it on me because I'm guessing even if you're not saying it out loud, like, oh, my God, I would never wear jeans that tight. There is probably something in your tone and your energy that's definitely handing that over to her. Yes, projecting that. So and and so like own that. You know, and it's okay to say, you know what, I was a kid and I was really insecure. And I know that that's getting in the way for me to be who you need me to be. And I just want to own that. And I want you to know that I'm going to do my work on my side of the street to really process what's coming up for me. Right. Um, But I think that the first place to start is a really open, honest conversation with her where you're like, even your energy, like I really want you to practice, you know, making sure you're 
eye to eye, that you're sitting mm-hmm. down, that your energy is grounded. Like we're looking at each other on the screen. So you see how I'm like right. sinking down. And this is something that I would we would practice over time if we were in an ongoing coaching relationship. But I'm really curious about, so I'm saying all of this and I'm wondering, is this something that you feel like your relationship with her is at a place where you could have a really solid conversation like this? Or is there some some stuff to clean up to get there? What do you think? Well, I mean, I have, um, yes, I have a lot of baggage from my childhood growing up. Like you said, that's kind of hard to shake. Mm -hmm. I had great parents, but I grew up in a different culture, in a different country, in a different time. Like I was going to Weight Watchers equivalent with my mom in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, my, My worth was always tied with my size. Mm-hmm. Right. Of okay. course. Well, that's why, of course. And now, of Always. course, the universe yeah. is like, okay, you didn't figure that one out. So we're going to offer right. you the opportunity to do your and do it over again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do it differently this time. Right. Right. Without, with all the baggage that I subconsciously have. So I'm aware that I have this baggage and I'm aware that I have to work on it. And I've been open with her saying, hey, my mom and dad did not really accept my body the way I wanted it to be accepted. And they always made me diet. And there was, I don't want you to ever feel like that. I want, I want you to know we will love you at any size. Like we don't think that your value is tied to your size. So we've talked about that. However, there's, there's another layer here, which I mean, we could talk for years about, which is she's very, she's very quiet mm-hmm. and she's not a talker. Mm-hmm. So I feel that whenever I try to have a heart to heart conversation with her, it's really hard mm-hmm. because she won't open up. She will give me very short answers. Mm-hmm. And so I always leave feeling like, you know, was that even worth it? It's always worth um, it. it. So get rid of that question. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. What I would encourage you, and, and when I, and I want everybody listening, sometimes these conversations are bits and pieces, right? So maybe right. it's not like an hour long heart to heart, right? Yeah. Feel her yeah. out. And I think it's also valuable to say, listen, I know that this is, this might feel uncomfortable to you. It's uncomfortable to me too. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's okay. It's okay if she's not pouring her soul out also. Um, it The important thing is that she is, that you are getting a better understanding of her because she's going to mm-hmm. give you feedback that you're going to get to then take and decide to implement in how you're showing up for her. So when I said like it you didn't it didn't work out for you as a child and now you have you're a, the parent of a child so part of that is yes offering a different experience to your child but mm-hmm. it's also your daughter showing up and saying this is the healing that you continue to have to do mom yeah because right. she's she's going to be fine she's on her journey she like right you know if there's no I mean, she is on her journey and you keep doing that, you know, giving her opportunities to choose and we can talk about foods and stuff like that. But the big piece here, and I think you know this, is how you are going to start to accept you so Mm -hmm. that you can be more accepting of her. 
Right. Right. And so healing right. that inner and maybe when you have one of these moments with your 14 year old that is like and you walk away and you're like, oh, my gosh, I did not do well there. Or, oh, my gosh, I'm or even like noticing when you aren't saying anything, but you're just observing her mm-hmm. notice like out like you're in the same room or whatever. She walks by. Notice the inner conversation that you're having about her and turn it towards you. So. I'm really worried about her weight. I want her to be healthy. I'm noticing there's some judgments. I also want her to fit in and be accepted. I don't want her to be teased, like all of the things mm-hmm. that show up yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And I want you to practice, see if you can't practice closing your eyes and imagining the 14-year-old inside of you. Yeah. And giving 14-year-old what she needs, right? Like what does she need? What did she need to hear? from her mom, mm-hmm. right? And then move from that, like like tend to that inner child mm-hmm. and just see how it, like on the regular, right? As often as it comes up, start instead of like, re- because that's the thing, right? There's the place of awareness and then there's the place of what we say, Right. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we say we love you no matter what. We'll love you at any size. We say these things. And yet sometimes what we say doesn't translate into the look on her face or the actions. Right. And I am Mm -hmm. with you on that. I've been called Mm -hmm. out. My children are like, that's not what your face is saying, mom. Mm -hmm. So I know that it's challenging. So see what starts to open up when you notice that actually what you're thinking about Miss 14 year old is what you heard and believed as the 14 year old, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, projecting, notice that the projection is is happening and interrupt right. it by tending to the 14 year old inside of you. Mm-hmm. So that's one place to work and to heal. And it's not, you know, it's it'll be an <laughs> ongoing thing, right? Yes. So as you open up this conversation with her too, like, hey, you know, here's where we're at. Like, tell me your experience. And it's okay if it's just short sentences. It doesn't need to be like an eloquent, you know, monologue from her. But any little nuggets she gives you where you're, you know, that you get curious about, I would encourage you to answer with, tell me more. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know? And so because yeah. you're it's like mining, like you're mining for gold here. You're mining for a better understanding of her. So mm-hmm. then from that place, you can say, so you can ask her, like, so how are you feeling about you? Like we've talked about kind of the messages you've gotten from me, but I, I I've never actually checked in on you. Like, do you feel are you feel do you feel confident in who you are and do you feel like you have space to be who you are mhm you know and just kind of and i would go i would be really cautious like i'm a little even insecure right here uh, around questions like how are you feeling about your body but I know. you know i mean if you throw out a question and you can see kind of a physical like, Ugh, you can say like, ooh, was that, did that question feel judgmental? Mm-hmm. Right? Like kind of notice and be in, you know, sometimes conversations are like dances and we have to pay attention to the dance steps of the other person. 
So right. pay attention to her dance steps and she'll tell you kind of like, nope, not going there or oof, that kind of hurt. Like just right. noticing how her body is speaking to you as well as her voice. Right. And then from that place, you get to go to, well, what can I do? What could I do better? If you, if you 14 year old, if you had a magic wand and could, you know, change things up in our family around eating and food. Mm-hmm. I love know, that. What what could it look like? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Yeah. And it's also okay. You know, and I would wait a little while longer. Like because really what's happening is one, you're gaining information and perspective you're growing closer too, because Ida, you're stepping into vulnerability with her yeah. and you're kind of stepping into this, you know, like, I really want to hear from you. I really am unsure about the best direction to go in. You're growing relationship, even in having these conversations when you can really sit inside of non-judgment. So that's key. Yes. Really sitting inside of non-judgment, sitting inside of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. right? And then you get to say, you know, there are certain, you know, and okay, well, I'm gonna kind of, I'm kind of like talking as I think right now, but you know, you're worried about is she getting the vitamins and minerals that she needs, right? Right, right. Because right, right. she has such a limited focused food group. Mm-hmm. So problem solving. Right. And, and bringing her in with like, so I'm concerned that, you know, just eating the things that you eat, that you're not getting what you should be getting from like fruits and vegetables and protein. So let's mm-hmm. let's explore ways that she can get those things. And maybe it's getting on. I mean, because the good news is she is not the only human on the planet that only eats one food group. Right. Mm -hmm. My husband's sister only ate white food. Only ate noodles and yeah, noodles and bread and rice. So similar. Okay. Right. Similar diet. And then guess what? She has traveled the world. She lives in Brooklyn. She's a total foodie. So just hope for the There's hope. Yeah, there's hope. (laughs) I love hope. I love hope. I love those stories. (laughs) But, you know, asking her, like, let's get online and let's find out what people do who don't love fruits and vegetables. So how do they get what they need? Right. And explore things like multivitamins and just different kinds of like, just help her help herself. Right. Holding Mm -hmm. the space for, if you're really holding the space about health and well-being, then it's really about, listen, our bodies need the fuel to keep us healthy. And so you're not getting that through the foods that you're choosing. How else, what's the back door in for that? Mm-hmm. And and bring her in. That's the beautiful thing. Like bring her into the conversation. Like let's get creative. Let's find something that's going to help make sure. I mean, nothing's going to replace those other food groups really. But as you continue to be inside of this non-judgmental curious place, that's going to repair relationship so that you can say, okay, what are the two fruits and vegetables that I can put on the table this week 
that you're willing to eat. So like you mentioned strawberries. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so you can start to build towards that, towards like a team mm-hmm. approach, yeah. a collaborative approach. But first you, she needs to feel like you accept her exactly for who she is. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, this is the way to get there is like, here's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Accepting her uh, first. I, I, I've, 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 I feel like I have tried everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cooking camp, t- taking her to the grocery store, cooking together, getting ideas, da, 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 da. but I finally, I'm starting to feel like there are some shifts happening mm-hmm. that I'm just holding on to. Like we went to the supermarket the other day cause we were traveling and she just wanted pineapple. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I have bought pineapple for pineapple days, <laughs> four days, but, but I know that this is a fate, you know, like yeah, yeah, I yeah, eventually yeah. Th- this will run out, but there's hope. Yeah. And then she just told me t- yesterday, Hey, can we go to Trader Joe's together? I said, yes, yes, we can go to Trader Joe's together. And then she said, I'm finding all these recipes online. And I'm like, give me the recipes. We'll go shop. So there is kind of, you know, there are, there's, there's little light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel for her, as far as like trying healthier foods, trying mm-hmm. healthier options. Yeah. Um, and tell me, so as you listen to kind of what I'm offering to you, yes. like what's really coming up as like, Ooh, or where do you feel a little like, eh, I don't know if that's gonna be useful. Like what's coming up for you as you listen? No, to no, me? no. I, I, I definitely, um, well, I wrote, wrote a lot down, but I really like the idea of just asking her, like, you know, if you had a wish, if you had a magic wand, what would you want me to do differently as far mm-hmm. as like foods mm-hmm. and um, dinners and stuff? And then also just acknowledging that we're stepping into the space together mm-hmm. because my 14 year old self is completely different than her 14 year old self. So it's vulnerable for me to talk about it but I'm doing it with her. Mm-hmm. So kind of like we're, we're jumping into this pool together and mm-hmm. you need to tell me if I'm being rude or being no, yeah, but it's kind yeah. of like hard because you are walking on eggshells. Right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, try to just ask her questions. And so how do you feel about your body? I mean, how do you feel about your, it's kind of, you can't do it with that look on your face. You cannot do it with that look. I know, I know, (laughs) which, which is some, sometimes I think my biggest problem is that what's inside is coming out. So here's an alternative through my face. Yes. Yeah. Here's an alternative letter writing. No, 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 no. I just mean with that same question, I want you to notice what I do. So I'm really curious. Yeah. I think that I give you a lot of of messaging about what I think your body should look like. I'm just wondering, like, what do you think? How are you feeling inside your body? Because maybe I have it all wrong because I've got all my issues about being 14. Right. So it's like this kind Uh of more up, you know, curious. I don't have the answer already because when we when we kind of like, well, how are you feeling? Like, it's really like, because I'm guessing you feel pretty bad, right? Like, there's like an unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. And Ida and everybody that's listening, Ida, I really want you to know too, you will get it wrong and just be really aware of feedback from her. Like, 
like I said, like a shift in her like body or or even when you're like, oh, fuck, why did I just say that? Yeah. You know, yeah. just say, wow, whoa, sorry. Yeah. To disregard that. Let me try that again. Right. You know, and just be really open and transparent around like, hey, I'm going to I am I am learning and growing because you've never been the mom of a 14 year old before. Right. This is the first right. time. And so you're right. going to keep getting it wrong. And the difference can be instead of making a mistake in our parenting, which we all do, and then ruminating on it later on and beating ourselves up about it, getting better at saying like, whoa, sorry, sorry, let me try that again. Right. In the moment, right. just really catching yourself. And you sometimes you will ruminate about it later and it won't yes, be in the moment. Yes, That's fine. Of course. But, you know, and then what you're offering to the 14 year old is like, oh, my mom is really trying. Like even with the pineapple, right? Because I know this yeah. this experience of yeah. like, oh, you want to try that? And I get so excited. Yeah. And it's almost a turnoff for my daughter. Like, oh, God, now she's all excited yes. and I'm going to have to eat pot- pineapple every day for the rest of my life. So even that is like, look for a way to just be you yourself being more casual in, in your mm-hmm. energy around food. Like, oh, you want me to buy pineapple? Oh, you want to go to Trader Joe's? Cool. Which day should we go? Oh, you have recipes? Like, and I and as I say that, I know like me and my <laughs> so body, hard. I'd be like, Ooh. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. Well, I think I have been that. I think I have been very casual in that way. Good, 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 good. Yeah. 
And then also, you know, having a hard time with, uh, you know, her hunger cues. And this also goes with the 12 year old. Well, and she's so, in there. They're both. Are they both in therapy around this stuff? Did you tell no, me that? No, neither. I, 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 the older one has been in therapy for this okay. specific eating issue. Okay. I don't don't really honestly think it worked. Okay. Very much. Well, and it could have been just not the right fit of the person. It could have been, but um, yeah, it could have been. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the the issues that I have also with the overeating. Mm-hmm. which is like, again, she goes to Starbucks and she has two grilled cheese sandwiches, not mm-hmm. one. And they're mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Not one, but two. Can I have a, another grilled cheese? <sighs> yeah. It, 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 so I'm like, well, you know, can you maybe pick something else? Oh, but I don't like anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what I really want. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, sure. Have a have a second grilled cheese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- and that that super sweet sweet drink you had with the first grilled cheese yeah so it's kind of like that uh letting go of you know the overeating and when you offer options and you offer ideas that they don't take mm-hmm. and you're like gosh that is oof, that's a lot of food you know like that's a yeah. lot of food but and it's tricky, just... right? Like I, I I, remember being after having my second, a couple years after having my second was the first time I ever did a cleanse. Not like I'm only going to drink water and cayenne and lemon juice for 12 yeah. days, but an actual yeah. like I just, I just ate really, you know, quote clean. Uh-huh. And it was the first time that I was able to tune into when my body was when I was feeling hungry, when I ate something that didn't sit right prior to that, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. really, I wasn't really connected to my body in that way. And I'm not saying that your 14 year old needs to go on a cleanse. I'm sharing this because, you know, when you talk about like hunger cues and being full, like mm-hmm. I think there are people who specialize yes, yes. in that. And I think that would be, and, and, you know, again, in these, com- in these ongoing conversations that you're going to have with her, like dropping into curiosity, like, so I notice or, or not, I notice, but like, tell like, when do you feel full? Like, what do you, what is your body? What does your body tell you about when you're hungry or mm-hmm. when you're full? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm hungry at four o'clock every day, but usually at four o'clock every day, I'm also avoiding something. And so I go walk yes. in the kitchen, you know, right. not th- that that's the same thing as by any means as your daughter, but like, that's the other piece too. just being in non-judgmental, curious yes. conversation, yes. because something that'll start happening over time is she you know, it might not be a I'm hungry cue or an I'm full cue. But what you're doing is you're planting a seed that that experience of being full, of being hungry exists inside of her body. And so right. hopefully over time. And I think with support, too, yeah, she will learn to be cued into that well, because she's come something- off. Yeah, she's come off this ADD medication, which is kind right. of muted Yes. And now she's kind of swung to the other end of the spectrum. She's finally leveling off, but it's Mm -hmm. been kind of like a few months. But I think what you're talking about is something like mindful eating, Mm -hmm. mindfulness and eating and going like attention. And, you know, and sometimes I'll ask her, especially the little one, I'll go like, are you uh, do you want more because you're 
hungry or are you coming back an hour after we had dinner because you're hungry or because you just want to eat something during your show? Are you hungry or are you bored? Like, why are you needing more food right now? Because you just had a full meal and you already had a snack. And it could sound like, okay, let's take a breath together. Yeah. So babe, are you hungry or is it just that you're used to eating chips while you watch that show? Right. Right. Like either or be open to either answer. I'm hungry. Okay, great. Right. Great. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. And I think too, like that Starbucks example, like, oh, another grilled cheese sandwich. Those grilled cheese sandwiches are so tasty. Let's walk around the building and then I'm, and then decide if you really want that other one or if it just is like so tasty. And again, yeah, a good one. open, right? Open mm-hmm. to it. Because sometimes it, it might also be helpful to move her away. And I'm also, I right. also want to say that I am totally open to people whose niche is this thing saying, no, 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 no case. So I'm, I'm hoping that right. you know, when we put this podcast right. out, the actual yeah. experts with food yes. and eating and body stuff say, well, actually, Hopefully. here's some resources, right. full permission, right. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. It's really, yeah. It's, it's, it's really just a constant thing I'm working on. A thing I'm thinking about, thing I'm, you know, it's constant. Yeah. And I think what I'll continue to support you is to do your own work around your own experience of body and body image. Um, And if that's work with a therapist, you know, that can be really powerful. Because like you said at the top, like there's, there's that projection piece. And you Mm -hmm. know, what I tell my kids is I, I have a footlocker full of baggage that was passed on to me. I am hoping to just pass on like a carry on bag. Like, you know? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, that's a good analogy. Like, that's I'm a good sure, picture. Yeah. I'm sure right. I'm going to pass right. some things on. I'm hopeful that it's not going to be the full luggage. Yes load yes. that I carry. So taking care of on. your, yeah, taking care of yourself, growing yes. relationship with her, yes. having these non-judgmental, curious conversations, seeking outside support from people who really specialize in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to be okay. That would be great. I love, I love learning and I love listening and I love people giving me feedback and um, yeah, I'm open to all that. So, and I know, I know, and I, and and I know I need to work on this because it's a big issue in my life. Mm -hmm. So that's always in the back of my mind. I take a deep breath. This is not you. This is not where you grew up. This is, you're not your parent. Like, yeah, you're not your mom. Yes. I'm not my mom. She is not you. You get to do it differently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay. 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 Well, and I encourage you, you know, everybody that's listening, don't forget we've got the Joyful Purge for Parents of Teens Facebook group, which is a free group on Facebook. And, you know, if you're open to feedback, once this podcast goes live, jump in there and just, I'm sure that there is so much wisdom there. I know we've got some people in there that are specialists in disordered eating and Uh things like that. So they will chime in and probably point out my gaps so (laughs) (laughs) right no and I have to uh, going back to the Facebook group I have to thank the Facebook group because Mm -hmm. I have had questions and issues that I have posted on there and I am always blown away by the thought 
and the time that people in that group actually take to give a, a good response and not just mm -hmm. a thumbs up, a heart. Mm -hmm. It's like thought and ideas, resources. It's really a great, great tool to have mm. in my parenting toolbox. So thank you for that. Yes, I love I love all the Facebook group people. It is, yes. you, you just yes. nailed it. So yep. thank yep. you so much for coming on. Thank I really you. appreciate you. This was Keep so showing great, up. thank you. I will, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening. Wasn't that so awesome? So grateful for her to come on and vulnerably share what's hard for her. I know that many of you listening were relating to where she is looking for guidance. I know that there were many, many places where I was relating. I encourage you all, uh, if you appreciated the podcast and the coaching to reach out, let me know. Uh, show up in the Facebook group, comment when you see it on social media. That way other parents can see like, oh, this has value. I'm going to check it out. I also encourage you to listen to the Becoming Sproutable limited podcast series. We started last Thursday and every Thursday for the next six weeks, we will drop a new episode here on the Joyful Courage podcast feed. So if you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you're listening to this, you will see the new show on Thursday. My co-host, Julietta Skoog, and I are breaking down positive discipline principles for you all. It's really good stuff. And like I said in the intro, check out the brand new website, besproutable.com, where you will now find all the Joyful Courage things, plus resources for parents of younger kids as well. Huge thanks to Rowan for putting together the show notes for this episode, and Chris Mann at Podshaper for making the show sound so good. Appreciating you all for being a part of the community. Community. Love ya. See you next week. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.